0: Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now we've just had another year of having fantastic guest mentors on the show and during the interviews they've recommended some really great resources and books and And I was thinking well if there's any finance professionals out there figuring out what books they should be reading in the year ahead, well I had a chance to read a lot of the recommendations that we had on the show from guest mentors and I... Sort of mentioned five in this episode just to get you started, and I found those five particularly useful. So, the first one I read was You Can't Teach a Kid to Ride a Bike at a Seminar by David Sandler. Now, I felt that this book was really written for salespeople, but you know, from our perspective in finance, we're meant to be out there from behind our desks working and interacting more with the business, so I thought it was really useful. Uh, directing us as the sort of questions and the mindset we should be approaching our internal and external customers and uh, it was really great to hear from someone who actually wasn't a big fan of selling themselves who was writing the book to help them uh, i suppose get more comfortable with appreciating some key concepts and the key message for me was that you know we get taught all these sort of rational tools and and the, the i suppose economic man as they say or woman tends to make decisions rationally that's not true people make buying decisions emotionally and then justify them logically afterwards so I found this book a really useful guide to to you know make that sort of emotional buyer seller dance Uh, let the other person do more of the talking which is really useful as a podcast host because I have a habit of talking a lot myself um Sandler uses the word prospect a lot I would prefer to use maybe use business partner substitute that out so how can we get our, our, our business partners doing most of the talking, how we can develop a process ourselves for answering the questions that our business partners might come at us with. Um, also, when our business partnering is looking for some help with things, uh, what we can do to go about it, just like the Sandra says, a prospect doing shopping how we can move our relationship together forward without acting like an unappreciated or unpaid consultant, which for salespeople is actually the worst place to find yourself, Sandler suggests. And one idea I really love of, it's like having an upfront contract or maybe a roadmap as he calls it before our meetings so that we can sort of establish what's in scope and not in scope to, to move forward and what sort of success looks like. So that I thought that was quite some really cool ideas in there. Um, the second book I'd recommend was another recommendation on the show. It was about Nine Lies About Work uh, by the authors Marcus Buckingham and Ashley Goodall. And they really start from the premise of challenging some areas that were sort of led to believe are, are really useful and, and are the way we should be doing things. But if you think about it, we've never really challenged them. And they've actually decided to go and do some research around this and found out things like performance appraisals are talking about people's potential or this idea of leadership. So when we hear things like organisational culture is key to success or strategic planning is essential or competency should be measured and weaknesses shored up, they may say, sound like basic truths, but actually they're lies. And the authors Marcus Buckingham and Ashley Goodall uh, write this book really well. They have great examples, great research, but they show how these false truths cause dysfunction and frustration and that potentially leads to lack of engagement and that's key if we want to be successful in finance is to improve the engagement of of those in our organisations to enhance performance and, and the success of the environment around them. So some of the things they touch on which I found very useful was things like it's the strength and cohesiveness of our teams and not company culture that matters most also, uh, as finance professionals, professional, this was quite useful that we should focus less on the top-down planning and instead, as professionals, giving people more reliable, real-time intelligence uh, so that they could make better decisions. And also, we shouldn't <laughs> be trying to align people's goals all the time with these sort of false targets. We should be looking to help people get a sense of purpose and meaning from what they're doing. So when we're giving insights to, to people, Maybe we should be helping them understand how we can help them drive towards their purpose. And, you know, people don't want constant feedback, but they want helpful attention. So maybe pointing things out to them that, again, they would find useful and not just sending out reports verbatim and so on. Another one we talked about recently on the show was Implementing an Analytics Culture for the Data-Driven Decisions by Jesper hubboldt Sarson and Robert James Zwirling. You know, I've mentioned this before, I really appreciated them pointing out their model for the four pillars underpinning an analytics culture. It really does add an extra dimension to business partnering, which in finance we're constantly trying to get better at. So we put analytics with it. it, allows us to add even more value and take business partnering to a higher level. We can do that as well by understanding the difference between foresight and insight. I thought the book does do deconstructs that very well, and also their capability model on how there's different roles that are involved in an analytics-based culture, and how each role is like a stepping stone towards the next generation of finance. So if you want to move from, becoming a, uh, from being a scorekeeper to becoming a strategic advisor, highly recommend you check out that book. A bit of an old book uh, is in my next recommendation, Um, from new to old but it's called The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber and the reason why I like this is it helps us distinguish between the the various roles we find in our organisations between people who are working in the business as opposed to working on the business and that's a subtle difference that means that we have to adjust how we deliver our messages and our work and to help those different role holders or business partners uh, deliver the value they need to, and those are sort of the three main roles. Michael Gerber points out: technician, manager, and entrepreneur. And uh, you know, each one has a different proportion of the time they spend on strategy versus tactics. Because if we don't have our leaders or entrepreneurs uh, working on the business, and they're working in it instead, it's never really going to set us all up for success. And if we're giving too high, much high-level insights to technicians, they're never going to be able to do anything with it. They just want to be able to get the job done. Um so you know there's some other key thoughts in the book that are very useful, you know, the importance of systemizing. And I really encourage listeners to think about in the year ahead what do you want your results to look like or, or listen to your business partners and stakeholders and what results and outcomes do they want to see and then work backwards from that to figure out what resources, what org chart do you need to to put in place to go support that. Um, develop things like position uh, position agreements or position contracts that detail what you're uh, accountable for, as well as areas that need to be developed to be, whole, be more accountable or deliver on those results more successfully. And you know, put standard operating procedures, SOPs and checklists around everything, which would help towards standardization and automation. So this book may have been written a long time ago, but its advice is very prevalent for today. And finally, I'd make a recommendation. It's a, a podcast that's uh, co- recorded recently, but uh, will be up soon online. And it's to do with a book called Present Sense, a practical guide to the science of measuring performance and the art of communicating it with the brain in mind by Dr. Steve Morlich. And we have Steve on the show. And I really enjoy our conversation about this book. Uh, two main things come up in Present Sense, uh, which is one how it challenges some of the traditional ways that performance has been analysed. You know, like comparing a single data point with a target, like we do in variance analysis. Because, you know, when we've got these fixed targets, it's really nothing more than an educated guess of what the target should be. And anything that we can measure also unavoidably contains an unknown amount of noise. So any weaknesses in our measurement or approach to measurements ends up getting amplified, particularly when we, we work in a very dynamic and fast moving world. Uh, that's uh, constantly being, or, you know, we're being overwhelmed with data. So, you know, it really challenges some of the, the myths around variant analysis, which a lot of us are still being taught in schools and, and in our accounting qualifications, uh, and it proposes some ways around that. Um, and it also, I, I, what I like about this book is, you know, in order to generate and communicate insights on business performance, uh, it actually draws on recent advances in learnings in neuroscience. You know, rather than focus too much on the numbers, it focuses on maybe our ba- brain's strengths, uh, as well as opportunities to mitigate our brain's weaknesses, so we can actually use our brains in a better way to make sense of the information. Uh, It's recommended ways uh, in the book of how to present it better visually and take steps to combat for our weaknesses and failings when it comes to statistical reasoning. So, you know, they are areas that I found very useful in the book. And as I said, if you're looking to try and get your messages and communicate your messages and insights better into into, uh, your, I suppose, your presentations or to your stakeholders in the year ahead, then uh, this could be the book for you. So look, really hope you enjoyed those books. Um, Again, always curious to hear about what you're reading and what you found that useful so we can share it with the rest of our audience. So please comment with this post. And we really appreciate investing your time with us today. So, So until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.